We're so glad to have you joining our podcast, Soul Talks, with Bill and Christy Galtier. And we appreciate you sharing Soul Talks with a friend. This summer, we're doing a series of conversations on the classics of Christian devotion. We may think the old books are dusty and boring, but C.S. Lewis said they bring us the clean sea breeze because they correct the mistakes of our age. And in the Bible, Paul sets an example for us by reading the old classic books. We see this in Acts and in his letters to Timothy. Sharing a classic with a friend makes for a great soul talk. Let's do it. So today on Soul Talks, we're talking about healing a father wound. And we're celebrating Father's Day, many of us, this time of the year, and thinking about Father and what a gift that God gives us example and that Jesus gives us invitation to call God, our Abba. Our dear Papa. Yes, I love the verse in Romans 8. It says, we've not received a spirit that makes us a slave again to fear, but a spirit of sonship, or in my case, daughtership, mm-hmm. <laughs> by which we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit testifies that we are God's children. I love that. Praise the Lord. That's your chapter. You love Romans 8. You've spent a lot of time in, in Romans 8. You've memorized that, and you just love to marinate on the, the words of the Apostle Paul, the words of the Lord to us. Yeah, it's been a great gift of grace in my life. And it really speaks to this longing that we have for a father, for a father's love. Yes, yes, longing and need, really. And what a grace that God gives us fathers who you know can can love us and can pour into us and help us grow in our identity, and and yet they're not perfect. That's really our deepest need, to be known and loved by a father, and yet probably we all have father wounds, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say even our kids, you know, yes. if they were to you know, really reflect on it and, and open up their heart, there would be ways they would say, well, you know, my dad hurt me at this point, or this disappointed me, or we didn't quite connect at this time or in this way. I mean, there just is no perfect father except our father in heaven. That's right. Yeah. But some of us have some very, very deep father wounds, you know, where we just maybe didn't know our father or there was abuse Mm -hmm. there or perfectionism and anger, other difficulties and uh, uh, broken relationships. And um, many people that we talk to have been really malformed and their, their lives dramatically altered in negative ways, carrying wounds through their life because of their father wound. Yeah, and it's really an important work to do and a responsibility that we each have to do the work of working through our relationships with our father so that we can receive and appreciate the good that we receive from our father and grieve and forgive where we've been hurt and, and receive healing for those areas where we've been wounded. Yeah, so important that we open up to our feelings and our needs and that we talk about that, pray about these things, journal about it so that we can, until we become aware of what we've experienced, what was good, what was bad, and where we've been hurt, where there's some unmet needs, some longings, uh, and the positive memories that we're grateful for, until until we're aware of it, we can't really work with it. Right, yeah. And I think, too, it helps us grow in our relationship with God and and receive healthy fathering from God when we work through those wounds. Yeah. So in my case, I'm so grateful for my father and he was so involved in my life. He went to all my 
sporting events and we worked in the yard together and did projects around the house and went to the store and uh, he gave me encouragement and affirmation throughout my whole life, even to this day. And so it's been a great blessing to me. And yet, you know, it wasn't all peaches and cream. It wasn't all home runs and uh, attaboys and smiles. And, you know, there was also some challenges, particularly as it relates to more personal conversation and sharing of feelings. And, you know, my, my dad didn't really know how to do that stuff. He wasn't raised that way. And as many in his generation weren't, and, you know, he was a football player and, uh, strong, uh, tough minded. And, uh, so he didn't know so well about the realm of emotions and, sensitivities and uh, personal conversation mm. and it didn't really know how to how to draw me out and to listen mm-hmm. yeah well i have great love and respect for your dad and the good that he gave you and gratitude for that and also empathy for you and, and for him in those areas where he he really hasn't been able to open up and experience more of that sensitive side and and he has more as he's as he's matured and grown and he yeah. and is actually learning from you, which has been beautiful. And it's one of the gifts that a father can give to his son or his daughter is to learn from them and to appreciate whatever it is that they're good at and and their personality and to to come under that and receive from that. Yeah, but I want to empathize with you too in the sense of how oftentimes you felt like he didn't understand or you felt like you couldn't really have the communication with him that, that you would have longed for. There was a loneliness of sorts there and some anxiety because I had Mm. feelings and emotional struggles I didn't know how to put words to. Mm. You know, it was just uh, an irritability or discouragement or nervousness in certain situations. And uh, because I didn't have him drawing me out Mm -hmm. and empathizing and validating and so forth. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't able to offer you support and understanding and empathy. And I think sometimes you felt a lot of pressure, too, to be strong and good and to achieve. Well, because that's how I got attention. Uh So I I got attention when I did well in school and sports or when I was a good Christian or helpful around the home. And and it's always a good thing, you know, when our work is appreciated and, and we're praised and so forth. But when that comes in the absence of or or there isn't enough of this, you know, emotional care mm-hmm. and validation of feelings and needs and affirmation of your person on the inside. And if there isn't that deeper acceptance and empathy, like mm-hmm. we talk about in Soul Talks, then that creates a scenario where you have a lot of pressure to perform mm-hmm. and you, you experience these conditions of worth, even though that's right. not probably what the parent intends. But yeah. you, you feel like, well, I'm worthwhile mm-hmm. if I do these things. Right. Well, I'm so thankful for the work you've done to work through the ways that you felt pain and disappointment and were hurt by your dad's, you know, lack of being able to be empathetic and connective emotionally with you and supportive of you and and really understanding of the ways you were different from him. Maybe you could share a little bit how, what that process was for you. Well, you know, the journey of awareness that we're talking about, and particularly in relationship to our fathers, it's the journey itself is a gift because we, we learn about ourselves. And if, if we're vulnerable with people we trust and uh, in our prayers and our relationship with the Lord and so forth, then we come to know ourselves better. We have opportunity to experience 
new levels of compassion and grace that, that form us and reshape us. And so, you know, it's a healing journey. And of course, scripture is part of that, as you've modeled to us again here, honey, in the opening, in renewing our minds and teaching us what kind of a loving Father God is. And, uh, we, you know, stories like the parable of prodigal son and, of course, Jesus and how he shows us what a loving Father God is uh, and the way that Jesus cares for the children and the way that he teaches people, the way he even corrects his disciples and so forth. We see the, the gentleness, the grace, the wisdom. It's a combination of the historical record and the inspired scriptures with living our life authentically in the body of Christ with people, perhaps in you know, our small group at church, for instance. But as we experience in relationship the love of Jesus and the love of God, our Father, it, it helps put it all together for us. Yeah, and honey, you've also really sought out older spiritual fathers who have been able to really see that part of you that your dad, you didn't really get to know and really affirm and be sensitive and safe for you to be vulnerable with. Or, you know, early on when we were married, you first did that with, you know, counselor. And then, you know, over time, you've done that with many other mentors and spiritual directors. Yeah, I can think of six or seven key men in my mm-hmm. life right off, you know, the top of my head that were real important to me as father figures, yeah. whether a counselor or a pastor or a spiritual director. You know, in recent years, uh, well, the last 15 years, Ray Ortland was that for me, and then Dallas Willard, great men of God that I personally, you know, sought out and met with, and, and they listened to me and cared for me and prayed for me and gave me guidance in my life. And so that's a, it's a reparenting mm-hmm. process. Right. And I think that we all need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we raised our kids with that, taking them through a, a rite of passage process where they each picked mentors of their same sex. So girls picked women mentors and David picked some male mentors. But because, you know, we're not enough. Two parents, especially, you know, if blended family situations or a single parent, it makes it even harder. But even in the best scenario with a, a family that's together and, you know, basically functional, you're, you're still not enough. Your love and care and wisdom isn't enough that they need outside support. So it's so important that we seek out mentors and that we realize, you know, there's some ways that I need to be reparented. And especially for us, you know, our listeners, we're talking to pastors and small group leaders and to parents and grandparents and all of us are, we're serving the Lord in ministry in, in different ways. And as we are caring for others, we need to remember that the the source of our power to help them comes through what we've received through from the Lord and through other people, particularly people who are Christ's ambassadors to us. Yeah. Well, we're in a series here on the classics of devotion, and we returned recently, just a little over a week ago, from a, a vacation where we got to do some pilgrimage as well, and one of those places we got to go to Assisi. And you've really been doing a full immersion in reading about the life of St. Francis of Assisi and also St. Clair. Uh, they were partners together there and serving Christ and following Christ first, they would say. And um, so we really got a full immersion there and studying them, learning about them. And you you were surprised. You learned some things that Francis is a lot more than someone who blesses animals yeah. and, or love nature, some of the things that were some of our, maybe most of us know or think of, and we're going to do our next podcast talking more about that. But Francis really relates because when we were in Assisi, we saw evidence of a big father wound for him. We we were there. We got to see all the places where he was born, his family home, where he was raised. 
the church that's there right at his home, the church then where that he helped rebuild and then where he started his order and, and Claire did. But uh, while we were there in the church, I remember right above his home, we saw the chamber where his dad locked him up mm-hmm. in this tiny, cramped little space. It was like the size of a tube. I mean, it reminded me of a small tube the size of maybe a tube slide if you're one of our listeners and you've gone down one of those enclosed slides at a playground. Yeah, we read in his autobiography, St. Francis of Assisi by Omer Engelbert. He says, Peter Bernadone was St. Francis's father, and uh, he came out of the house to his son uh, so furious that Francis was going to become a priest and not continue on in the family business. They had a cloth uh, store where they sold all different kinds of cloths. He was a merchant and very wealthy and successful mm-hmm. as travelers came for his very fine cloths. And so he was so angry at Francis, and Francis was caring for beggars and, you know, all this kind of thing. And so in the biography we read of Peter Bernadone, his father, hurling himself on Francis like a fierce wolf on an innocent lamb, he dragged him into the house where he chained him and shoved him into a dungeon. He spared him neither arguments nor blows to wear down the rebel. Mm, That's a wound. That's a big wound. And yet it didn't stop Francis from following the Lord's call and from really bonding to his heavenly father. Yeah, eventually he got out of that dungeon. And then there's a famous story where in front of his father and the community there in Assisi, Francis lays before his father uh, all the, the, the cloth that he had and, and the clothes off of his own back and strips mm-hmm. down naked, puts it all in front of his father to give it all back to him and says, from this point forward, I will no longer be called the father of Peter, or the son of Peter Bernadone. I will be called the, the son of God, my father in heaven. And then the, the local priest put his robe to cover Francis mm. And from that day forward, Francis followed Jesus, becoming a priest and mm-hmm. starting the Franciscan order, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. Francis was really devoted to God in that at great cost, great cost to himself and to his family. And certainly, I, you know, I can have compassion for his father. I know what it's like as a parent to have expectations yeah. and hopes and to invest with tenacity and great uh, generosity and and hope and perseverance, you know, in, in good for your child, uh, the good vision you have for them, what you want for them. And certainly this was the case with Francis's father. You know, he, he wanted a lot of good for Francis. Yeah, but, understandably, his, his father was embarrassed that, that Francis was choosing a life of poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he was hanging around with beggars and and this kind of thing. And he was he was turning down the what his dad gave his whole life to, mm-hmm. to develop the business, you know, and to not carry on that family business, you know, in the 12th century then. And uh, it's like, to his father, just felt like Francis was, was throwing away his life. Yeah. But then yet, what a wound for Francis, that his, mm-hmm. his father didn't understand him, his heart, his calling from God, his personality was different and couldn't love and accept him, is choosing a different career than his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that often is a wound we have with our fathers sometimes when they get attached to a dream for us or, or certain aspirations for us. And yeah. So we, we were there in Assisi and yeah. we were in the home where these things happened and we saw that dungeon. What were you feeling? 
I was so sad for both his dad, but also for Francis and just for the, you know, he endured many sufferings and, you know, that was just one of them. But at the hand of your father, you know, I think of how especially painful, devastating and wounding it is for that kind of treatment, Mm -hmm. you know, to come from anybody, but especially from your own father. Yeah. You're wincing even now. Yeah. Your your tender heart is really hard absorb the story and the the woundings that Francis experienced. Yeah, and I'm I'm very thankful for the way though that he his spirit wasn't broken. He didn't lose trust in God his father or love for him that he was able to still be faithful to God and following his call, his life. He became a wounded healer. He did. A mm-hmm. tremendous wounded healer and you know we can really learn from Francis and how he went into the journey of his pain and his brokenness and the shame and and the fear as it relates to his father wound and how he forgave his father, how he pressed in closer to Jesus and to God as his Abba Father, and how he pressed in to relationships with brothers who became, they became called friars, you know, in his monastic order, and they uh, served the Lord together. And there's a very interesting story in this biography of St. Francis of Assisi what Francis did to overcome all these cursings. And we read, uh, every time that Peter Bernadone met his son, he became infuriated and cursed him. This mm-hmm. is, you know, early after the uh, story I just told. A son like Francis could not remain under the spell of a father's curses. So Francis gave himself to an old beggar named Albert. And he said to him, adopt me as your son, Albert and I will share all of the alms I receive with you, because Francis became a beggar, mm-hmm. and that right. he embraced poverty, and so he would receive gifts of food from people to survive. People would appreciate his prayers and his ministry and so forth. And Francis says to the beggar, Albert, only whenever we meet my father and he curses me, I need for you to make the sign of the cross over me and give mm-hmm. me your blessing. And so once then this is continued, and one time when Francis ran into his father, uh, his father was so angry at him, Francis said to him, you see that God has found a way to offset your curses, father, for he has sent Albert to me to bless me and to offer me the fatherly blessing I need. And so Francis overcame his father wound by getting a mentor, uh, someone who would care for him and be kind and supportive and give him words of blessing. And an ambassador of Christ, him, an ambassador of God the Father, his Abba, who does bless him. Yeah, I wonder, Bill, you know, is it there in Assisi and our experience with this and reflections on Francis's life and conversations we've had, if his receiving that kind of treatment from his father in that chamber that we saw, if that wasn't part of him being really identified with Jesus and the way Jesus was a victim of violence, and if that wasn't part of why nonviolence was so important and such a core value of Francis. I think that's a great insight. Francis certainly leaned into the, the persecutions that he experienced in his life and leaned into the Lord and God his Father through that to experience the comfort and strength that he needed. And you know, it was very much a healing journey, but we see him live a very joyful life even through those trials and persecutions. So, so thankful for St. Francis's example of healing a father wound. It's just one of a, a number of things for Francis's life that, you know, most of us don't really know about. Mm-hmm. The, the real St. Francis is kind of hidden in history and looking forward to 
our next podcast is we're going to go into just how devoted to Jesus Francis was and share some of the stories from his life that really inspire and encourage us. Will you pray for our listeners? I would love to do that. Oh, dear God, our loving Father, this lift up to you, each of our listeners now, as we consider our relationship with our earthly fathers. Lord, some of us have some real hurt there. We've really missed the warmth and love that you wanted to give to us through our fathers. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your shining face that warms us when we look to you, and you're showing us God, our Father's love. Hold us, Jesus, in Abba's love. Help us to know the love that is unfailing, the grace that is eternal, that we are safe, we are known, we are empathized with, we are believed in and affirmed and valued. And Lord, help us to have relationships of safety and trust, including with father figures, that we might receive your gentle love, your strong love in ways that heal and empower. And that, Lord, that we might be blessed to be a blessing to others and that we might be aware of all the people around us who need a father's love and that we might offer that, that listening and that care, knowing that as men and even as women, we can give your parental love in ways that are healing and encouraging and nourishing. Thank you for the great God that you are, that you are a God of redemption, and you bring good out of things that are hurtful and disappointing. It's by your grace to us, Lord, because you forgive us of our sins. We forgive those who sinned against us, including our fathers. Thank you, God. We praise you, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. If you do an internet search on Soul Shepherding Classics, you'll find our recommended reading list of the classics of Christian devotion and lots of short articles with excerpts from these great books. You can also find our new archive of Ignatian Meditation Guides. We have over 50 one-page PDF handouts that guide you in using your imagination to connect deeply with Christ and the Gospels. These are great for personal devotions or a small group. SoulShepherding.org is a gathering place for hundreds of people every day who are gleaning from free resources like these and sharing them with others. Drop on by, and while you're there, leave us a note. We love hearing from you.